Blog Talk Radio. way too high class, I felt, and then I, I said with him, so out of place. 
Like, I finished his sentence because he had told that story so many damn times. And then by the end of the night, he lost his phone and he lost his friend. His friend who came in from Pennsylvania. And his dignity. Well, that was lost a a long time ago. Speaking of dignity, uh, let's talk about uh, the Super Bowl. Um, John Weeks, what did you think of the game? Great game. I mean, that's a... even if you're not a fan of either team, I mean, that was an exciting game besides the, uh, the blackout there. But a uh, close game, and, uh, you know, kudos to both teams and both quarterbacks. They did a phenomenal job. What about you, Michelle? Uh, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, after my fantasy football thing was kind of done with and then the Giants lost, I was kind of like, eh. And then, I, you know, I was like, ah, oh, there's a – purple team, and then there's a red team. Uh, <laughs> I don't really care. But I will say that, that um, the power outage was kind of a – that was crazy, right? That was nuts. That was insane. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's ever happened before. I, I can't imagine it, it It had. I mean, all of a sudden, I mean, I, I was, wasn't really paying attention to the game, and then my phone started blowing up with, like, the 20,000 news apps I have uh, on my phone, and it was like – Blackout at Super Bowl, and I was like, "What?" And they're like, "Yes, it's dark." And they were there was a joke floating on the internet. It was like, um, the, there was a blackout; no one could see anything, and Ray Lewis didn't kill anybody. <laughs> Something, <like it> was, <laughs> Something terrible. But anyways, I was just kind of meh about it. Meh. Fine. What, Ryan? What, what, what do you think? So, well, say some people say that the blackout uh, happened because Beyonce's uh, halftime show used so much uh, electricity. Uh, do, really? do you think there's any validity to that? I think that hmm. so much electricity, like that's just kind of stupid. I mean, <laughs> it's like a dumb, it's a dumb argument. Okay. I mean, I I think it's funny that people were saying she was so awesome that she like you know blew the, you know blew the power things or whatever, but I mean, I, can that even happen? I mean, did, was, I did they know. Did they, did they um, come out with any sort of solution or any sort of explanation as to why it happened? I don't or think they, they did. Just got shut off suddenly. It could have been just either human error or someone actually did it on purpose. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would been, that would be funny. I mean, I think that it, it, it definitely, I think that time that nobody was doing anything, I, I mean, all of a sudden, the 49ers kind of came back out yeah. of nowhere and scored all those points. I mean, do you guys? I mean, do you think that the blackout had anything to do with that? Oh yeah, definitely. Maybe one of the 49ers called it in. They could have. Yeah, what? it worked to their advantage for sure. You know, it slowed the yeah. momentum of uh, uh, Baltimore and kind of put the, their head back in the game. But it just wasn't enough to uh, finish the game. It was very close. So yeah, the blackout yeah, definitely yeah. benefited. It. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like it reset the game or something. Like they started it over. Um, yeah. it's it's too bad that, you know, they didn't uh they didn't win. I mean I don't really care either, but I mean they they did <laughs> they did they did come back though considerably. It was impressive. I thought and John Lee, what did you think of the uh the halftime show and the commercials? Did they live up to your expectations this year? I, I well I think the halftime show was great. I think Beyonce I'm not a huge fan of her but she was a great performer and a great performance and Destiny's Child was awesome. Um the commercials sucked, I thought. And they were just completely Yeah, everybody's saying that. Yeah. Yeah, there was nothing like, you know, sound in them. And, you know, I thought that one with um, Oprah, you know, narrating the, the for the troops and whatnot, that was nice and touching. But did that, other than that, there was nothing else good. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Michelle? You thought they sucked, too? Um, I thought they were just kind of like, I don't know, there's, there was no, there's not, nothing risky. There was nothing like, oh, wow, that was, remember that commercial? That was great. I will say, though, that that Budweiser, there's like a Budweiser commercial that I pretty much broke down and had like a mini meltdown after I saw it because it was so, there's like a horse, right? Yeah, about the horse, oh, yeah. Oh, the horse, yes, the still, yes, he comes back Clive, and it's very that sad, was yeah. Great. Yeah, that yeah. was great. I thought that was really nice, but the rest that of the That was good, that was touching, yeah. The rest of them I'm glad you like. mentioned uh, horses because uh, a horse, a horse, a kingdom for my horse. Let's talk about uh, <laughs> how they uncovered the remains of Richard III in a car park in, in Leicester. 
uh, in England. Uh, John Weeks, how about that? <laughs> I didn't know this was really. That's awesome. I didn't yeah. know that. Wow. <laughs> car yeah, park, Michelle. Well. Michelle, what I do mean, you, what do you go think? Ahead. Sorry, I think we're, we have a delay or something. Um, I think that I mean, what's there to think? That's insane. I mean, under a parking lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's so. I mean, sometimes we find pharaohs under pyramids, and sometimes we find Richard the Third under a parking lot. Like that's just how it goes. <laughs> I don't know. That's how did they not goes. know where where he was at the time that he was killed? I, I mean, he. And how did uh, he end up like just randomly? Like, there's no grave. Was there? Yeah, and how they lose him? Yeah. <laughs> and here's my thing: is how do we know? I mean, I didn't read. I only read a couple small articles about it. How do we know mm-hmm. it's him? Are they going to do some sort of forensic? Um, apparently, you know, they've been. Yeah, apparently they've been doing it for a while, and they found um, a distant relative, like seventeen generations later or something, uh, that is still alive. That they trace like the DNA back to uh, Richard the Third, and um, everything matches like his the the. Spine, scoliosis in his spine and like wow. the blow to the head. <laughs> Jeez. That's so, nuts. That's yeah, nuts. It's pretty I mean, crazy. It's, I hope that next week they find Jimmy Hoffa. That's what I hope. <laughs> but I hope and I hope they find him under a parking lot. Did you say Cindy Lauper? What's that? Did you say Cindy Lauper? parking lot that you're in now, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> Wait, Michelle, who do you hope they find next week? Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, Some I days they don't know said, where he is. I thought you said Cindy Lauper. Oh, <laughs> she's so unusual. Oh, she's, she's so unusual. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. I thought Jimmy Hoffa was buried in Giant Stadium, John Week. Well, that, that's what they say, yeah. They haven't found the remains yet. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. exactly. Like, where is he? We don't know. I want a basketball court right now. He could be in here. Maybe I'll start taking it off. He could be in <laughs> I mean, he's not under Barclays. They didn't find him when they were building that, so he can't be there. <laughs> maybe, be... maybe Edward, maybe Edward the Second's in your basketball court right now. <laughs> he be right now. I found a penny. I found, you know, that's pretty cool. I'm looking. You found a penny. Funny. I just, I just yeah. went to the Washington Post, and I'm looking at these Richard the Third, and like they're, they're fully like, it's kind of crazy just to look at this skeleton just chilling. In in the ground, and it's just I yeah. mean it's and even the skull is very I mean it's pretty preserved for being 500 years old. I mean that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Freaking yeah. freaking me out a little bit, to be honest. They also in this uh, article talks about um, humiliation injuries, and it looks like uh, there was a pelvic wound likely to have been caused by an upward thrust of a weapon through the buttock. Oh, oh, God. oh, oh! Wow! No, they were into some weird stuff back then, I guess. <laughs> Which is that's by the way how uh, Edward II was executed. I I remember because I played his executor on the uh, or executionist on the the Globe stage in London. I I got to shove a flaming right. poker. Oh, that's up right. You went to you went to uh, London. London, and I got to shove a flaming poker up Matt Stuckey's ass to Edward II. <laughs> That was so much fun. Phenomenal. Uh, oh, man. Well, um, hey, uh, before we go, John Weeks, I know you got to go. Uh, before you go, do you know how uh, – uh, what, what's your opinion on Anne Hathaway? Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really can't stand her movies too much. And uh, uh, she was pretty good in, in you know, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, that's about it. Okay. Well, this is how we do when you just don't know what you're feeling You can't find the right words to say Well, that's the moment you start to realize You're feeling a certain way You feel a certain way I feel a certain way I bet everybody's feeling a certain way I feel a certain way You feel a certain way So many things that make me feel a certain way yeah. That's enough. Anne Hathaway just makes me feel so much. That's, that's all. He sucks. Um, 
<laughs> she sucks. Uh, John Weeks, uh, the the legendary uh, panelist extraordinaire, my my partner in our pilgrimage to Roswell, Georgia, uh, <laughs> taking about a thousand different modes of transportation. One of these days, you're gonna come on the show, and we're gonna take the full hour discussing how we got around when we had to go to Jesus' wedding. Well, first of all, I don't think that's enough time. Secondly, do you really want to go into that? Secondly, what? It's going to bring back a lot of bad memories. <laughs> all right, John Weeks, I love you, man. Be easy. Love you too, man. Always, Take care. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure and an honor. <laughs> Good night. Oh, boy. I tell you what, Michelle, we do not have any guests yet. All right. I can be your guest right now. Hey. <laughs> hey. Okay. Um, let you me can, be, you can be my this. guest. <laughs> let me try and tweet at this girl and see if we, we can get her to call All in right. that way. I think it's Natalia P. Music. Um, let me just say we're ready for you and yeah. uh, give her the call-in number. Uh, Michelle, what do you got going on uh, musically? Musically, let's see. I uh, I was at the cutting room last Monday because um, I was I had that ticket and then you couldn't uh, you couldn't come because uh, oh, you're doing uh, the show. Jeremy Schoenfeld. Yeah, so I was thinking of Jeremy Schoenfeld um, last Monday at the cutting room, and um, February 26th I will be back at Rockwood Music Hall um, with Heroin. Thing. And I'm super excited to be back uh, with them. February 26th, Rockwood yep, Musical. Is it yep, Tuesday night. Uh, stage two, stage two. And we're going to be, uh, I think there's like five girls. And we're all going to be doing, you know, 20 minute sets. And it uh, starts at 8 o'clock. You can buy tickets online at rockwoodmusical.com. And so, what's the theme of this? This you know, I don't think that there is one. <laughs> I don't think mm-hmm. that there is. I, I know that Alicia and I had talked about, like, you know, Motown or something like that, but then it never really ended up kind of being Motown. So, mm-hmm. But I'm excited about my set. I'm going to do a Jake Bug song, and uh, I'm going to do a little Randy Newman. It's going to be good. I'm excited. Is it going to be one of those crappy Disney songs you write? No, <laughs> no. I'm not. I don't want to give it away now, but it's one of my favorite songs he's ever he's ever written. And actually, Bette Midler covered it uh, many years ago. And it's, it's a great, oh, okay. it's a great song. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. So what what's going um, on in your life, Ryan? What's happening? Well, <laughs> let me just reiterate how drunk my friend Ryan Willoughby was the other night. Uh, <laughs> I'm following this on Facebook. I was like, what is he talking about? I was like, shoulder funk. Spain? Like what? Oh yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. That was yeah. That that story was absurd, and he he told it so many times. He was beyond gone. It was only seven thirty when we were waiting in line outside the Chinese place. Um, so uh, he, he asked as we're waiting outside, um, Holmes, Holmes, where's B Marsh? Is B Marsh coming? Because our friend Brandon Marshall and I, uh, right. he kept asking where B Marsh was, and I said the first time I said. He's uh, he's with his father at, at dinner, and he hasn't seen his father in six years. And then Willoughby looks at me, and he just goes, that sounds gay. What? Yeah. How, and then Makes this no girl, sense. No. And then later, like, I told him what he said before, and he was like, that does sound pretty gay. Um, and Tori was like, you said that to a gay person? He was like, well, yeah. Anyway, he just got worse from that point on, and then he forgot. Oh, then he no. left his friend, you know, high and dry. How do you, how do you know Ryan Willoughby? How do you know him? We 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 work together in hell. I mean, it's oh, at a, right. Yeah, at a, I our, think yeah, did I job. meet him? Did I meet him out when we went out that time? I believe you did. I think so. Okay. All right. I think I think we have I, our guest. Okay. So let's get it popping. Um, our first guest tonight is a talented singer whose first album is called Whisper. Please welcome Natalia Phillips. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Hey, how are you? I'm great. Uh, I'm so sorry. Um, I was given the wrong number, so I wasn't sure how to get in contact with you guys. 
Oh no. Well, we'll we'll, <laughs> well have to punish whoever you are here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Um, I you. <laughs> it's okay. So, uh, Natalia, you are uh, you have your your album out now. It's called Whisper. Uh, tell me a little bit about the record. Um. Well, it was my debut record. I had. Um, previously released a single that was my first iTunes publishing, but this was my f- first full-length record, all original stuff, and I, I'm just really excited to um, show that to the public. Awesome. Um, what kind of stuff do you sing about on it? Um, well, the genre is kind of like a, a folk, easily listening. I don't really like to conform to anything. I just let the mm-hmm music flow, so um, I just make sure that it's something fun to listen to. And you started nice. performing at age four, so <laughs> that was like, what, two years ago? Or? <laughs> uh, well, I'm actually 17 now, but oh, I have wow. seen Michelle, she's 17. <laughs> yeah, Holy 17. Still a, still a senior in high school. <laughs> wow. So, oh my god. <laughs> Alright. Hey, Michelle, we need to we need to change everything about the way we usually do this show for this interview. No, I know. <laughs> I've got to cut a few words out of my vocabulary. <laughs> they all start um, with S. <laughs> <laughs> so, Natalia, you were actually, Michelle and I come from the world of theater. You were the youngest actor in How the Grinch Stole Christmas at the Old Globe. Um, wow, When you, when you did that, <laughs> did you have a child wrangler? I always thought that was a disrespectful title. Funny. Um. Well, let's see. As a, as a child, I um, I was given actually some tough jobs for how small I was, so um, it wasn't it wasn't very easy. But I pulled it off, so it was it was super fun. Nothing um, too hard though, so it was a great experience. Did you did you have a? Sometimes I know they 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 cast two kids for one part because of union rules and things like that. Was there somebody else who played your? Or did your track in the show, or was it just you and you did all the shows? Well, there's actually two full um, casts for the play, and oh, okay. they, you know they transition from night to night. I'd I'd get half of the days, and then the other kid would get the other half. So, and right. if I'd get sick, then that person would fill in for me. So gotcha. That's how it works. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's, there's you... all those crazy child labor laws <laughs> that don't let you do all the shows. <laughs> Uh, do you still act? Um, actually, yeah, I'm really involved in speech and debate in my high school. So, and in um, yeah, in speech and debate, I usually do um, dramatic pieces where I just do a monologue and compete that against a bunch of other students. So, um, I'm nice. really into that. <laughs> yeah, awesome. where where uh where do you go to high school? Or do you go to public school or yeah, or private school? I, yeah, I go to Carlsbad High School. That's where I'm right. right now. All right. Speech and debate, man. <laughs> nice. Nice. I did not do that in high school. I did other ner- I did I did other nerdy things like AV club. <laughs> I was in the AV club. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> um, I read Natalia that you worked with Prince in what capacity? Oh, um, we did a few musical projects. Um, I would um, play a few roles. I, I don't think I really I sang, but I did a few acting roles, so that was the cool part. And I actually remember um, filming a scene where he would be singing and I was roller skating in the background. <laughs> so we did some really cool, wacky stuff, and it was really fun. <laughs> nice. I hear he's I hear he's nuts. Did you experience that? <laughs> you hear he's nuts? Yeah, I hear he's insane. <laughs> Well, he's he's a really brilliant person. I'm I was really blessed to meet him, and such a nice guy. You know, you wouldn't expect that for someone as as famous. <laughs> um, so right. I, I, he's just a really cool person, and I'm I was happy to meet him. That's cool. <laughs> um, tell me about the the connection that you have with the space shuttle Endeavor. Oh well, um, my dad had written a song called Luna Yena. Um, and then he got called to, you know, make a rendition of it so that it could be used as a wake-up call for the astronauts. So mm-hmm. there were le- lyrics written over the 
um, instrumental piece that he had originally written, and I got to sing the backup vocals for that um, for the person who sang lead vocals. <laughs> so nice. yeah. That's quite an accomplishment for someone as young as you are. You're 17 really... years old. I was like, I'm yeah. the laziest person on the planet. I'm old, I'm old and lazy. That's amazing. You know, Michelle, when I was 17, I was uh, riding my bike, uh, throwing <laughs> newspapers at houses, but I wasn't a paper hmm. boy. You were um, what? Let's move on. You're, uh, you've been com- compared to uh, Bon Iver and Tracy Chapman. Um, who are, are are those some of your influences? Who are your influences? Um, I'm sorry, it's Bon Iver, not Bon Iver. I know. I say Bon Iver, too. It's, it's okay. <laughs> um, well, yeah, they're um, definitely one of the um, one of my top inspirations. <laughs> um, Tracy Chapman, mostly. I Love her. remember when I was young, I heard the song Fast Car on the radio, and I was I was just totally in awe because I was shocked that she had written the song herself and, and she's totally in charge of, you know, how the music is put together. And I, I was just so, you know, in awe by all of that that I decided that I wanted to start writing and recording my own music. So that's what inspired me to do it. So Wow. Yeah, well, and speaking also, of your own music, I want to make sure we play some of it. Um yeah, you want to go ahead and tell our listeners about the song Alone Tonight, and I'll go ahead and play it. All right. Um, this song, actually, it was kind of funny. The melody for the chorus came to me in a dream. Um, so, wow. Um, yeah, so, and then the lyrics are, let's see, they're pretty much just about um, kind of hoping for, um, you know, companionship, a friend, and um, kind of getting through some tough times, and that's kind of what high school's about, you know. So um, that's that just kind of got me through all of that. So that's what the song's about. Amazing. Awesome. Uh, this is Natalia Phillips with Alone Tonight, and we'll be right back with Natalia. In a world full of many, many features and can find them a plenty when you're trapped between the walls. I can sing my whole heart out when it's not good enough. I can shout between daydreams when the life gets too tough. I am a star lost into space. Another Shine 
you're you're done with it, you know. So yeah, mm-hmm. high school, high school, high school. I would never do high school again, <laughs> ever. Yeah, I, I have can't a imagine. Countdown for the days when I graduate. <laughs> yeah, I bet. You, you're a, you're a senior now, yeah. 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 So I totally understand that. <laughs> I can. I can. Do you know where? That. Do you know where you're going to college yet? Um, no, I don't actually. I've I've already had my auditions and um, great. So. Are, what do you are you going to go for music or musical theater? What do you, What do you want to do? Um, yeah, I'd like to um, go for music. Either major in something music related and then take some additional classes that would help me be able to be more self reliant, which means like multimedia classes, so I can do right. more videos and stuff like that. So nice. Yeah. Is there is there a school that you are really like wanting to go to and you're you're hoping that that works out the most or do you kind of you're just going to kind of see what happens um well i i i, I just want to see what happens you know right now um there are some, there is a school that i really want to go to but personally don't i don't want to jinx it so oh, okay <laughs> gonna... i understand that i always forget like I'm like it's it's february when do people usually decide um like I, well after the musical auditions, I don't really find out for another two months. Oh so man, it's, it's a while, you know. That's a little nerve wracking. I know Ryan. Ryan and I both went to Syracuse, and we he was a year behind me. But I'm like trying to think. I'm like there was. I think I auditioned like in the fall, and then mm-hmm. I don't remember when I found out that I got into school though. I don't remember. Do you remember, Ryan? Yeah, it was yeah, it was like somewhere between March and May. I think it was somewhere in the huh. spring. I think, right? I don't, I don't know. know. Or no, we had to give our decisions by May first or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to be like, yes, I will pay all this money to go to school there. <laughs> <laughs> I will drown myself in debt for the rest of my life. <laughs> so we can roll around on the dirty carpet, as, <laughs> right. as Victor so said. So we can roll around on the dirty floor, breathing, <laughs> breathing colors out of our elbows. To Richard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it will be the the most amazing time here. We we joke about it, but college was incredible. It was. It was. It was probably some of the best times of my life. I loved college because it's a great thing, especially if you're going to art school. I would find that you know we, we were all kind of like slightly outcast in high school, which I'm yeah. sure. I mean, even just being a quiet person, like you were saying before, you can kind of. You know, you kind of go march to the beat of your own drum kind of thing. But then when you go to college, especially for something, you know, arts-related, it's, it's, I think Jerry Clark said it was something, like, we pick, like, we're we're picking them and they're picking us. And we all kind of are in it together and we're all, you know, I've, some of my best friends of my whole life, you know, I've met in college. You yeah. included, Ryan. You're the best. Uh, <laughs> um, so let's get back to you and tell you your father uh, is an Emmy winner and a Grammy nominee. How big an influence has he been with your music career? Well, he's a huge influence. You know, I wouldn't be able to uh, accomplish um, any of the things I have so far without his help mm. and guidance, you know. Um, mm-hmm. did, did he teach you um, music? I mean, obviously you said you've been singing since you were four, but um, what do you play? What instruments do you play? Are you oh. fluent? Well, I play piano and guitar and ukulele. Um, okay. Yeah, but I with piano, it's I just play by ear and I write songs by ear. So, um, but yeah. guitar, I'm I'm taking lessons and hoping to get a little better. So. I know it's tough. That's why that's how I learned how to play piano too when I was younger is by ear. And I my parents kept trying to stick me into piano classes and I would like pretend to read the music. But I would really just memorize it by ear, and I would do the same thing totally. Yeah. So it's a struggle. It's a struggle. But did, was he really? Um, I mean, did he teach you the instruments, or did you take classes outside, or or have teachers or instructors? Um, yeah, my first um, my first serious instrument that I started playing was the ukulele, and he taught me like the first three chords, the basic ones, and. <laughs> that really got me going with the. Um, oh, cool, cool! I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let's also uh, discuss 
that you uh, you recently took a course on music theory, and it said your writing is more abstract and, and harmonically advanced. Explain how you're now varying your writing style. Um, well, that class really, uh, it really educated me on all the options that you can have when you're writing songs. Um, I When I wrote songs, I just wrote whatever came to me, and when I learned theory, it, it gave a name to all of those techniques that I had been using, and um, so it, it helps me out. It, it's almost like a little dictionary that you can refer to um, when you're writing songs, so it, it, it's kind of like a shortcut, so I, I really value that. Awesome. Uh, well, Natalia, it's been a delight. Is there anything else you want to say before we go? Uh, what's your website? What's your Twitter, et cetera? Uh, well, my website is nataliaphillips.com, Natalia with a Y. Um, and my Twitter is Natalia P. Music. So. <laughs> awesome. All right, Natalia, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Right, Natalia, you're <laughs> awesome. Good luck with everything. <laughs> thank you so much, and thank you so much for tweeting me. I'm so happy to call in. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay. Well, guess what, Michelle? It seems like there's some issue with our, our call-in numbers. Uh, oh, no. I believe, I believe that we have our guest, uh, our next guest. Okay. Our next guest, Michelle Kinney, is a trip-hop artist out of Brooklyn who just released it. Into her it. debut EP, Falling from the Sun. Please welcome Kayla. <laughs> Fine. Is it, it, it is, am I pronouncing that correctly? It's Kaylin, that's correct. Okay, good. Um, so you are in, uh, you, you live in Brooklyn? I live in Brooklyn, yeah. Okay. I live in Brooklyn. How about where that? are you in Brooklyn? I'm in Sunset Park. Where are you? No, I'm in Boreham Hill. Oh, holler. You're in the, you're in the fancy, schmancy area. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess. I'm kind of right in between two worlds where I'm at. Yeah, I hear and you. And I don't, and I don't even know where those two places are. <laughs> yeah. It's like another country to Michelle. Yeah, I pretty don't much know where I'm going ever in Brooklyn. <laughs> pretty much in downtown Brooklyn. Gotcha. I still don't know what that means. <laughs> is it? So, is it? Is it near the Barclays? That's all I'm over. Like, is it near? Yes, Barclays? yes. It's like oh. ten minutes walk from from there, and it's ten minutes walk from Bam. So like Atlantic Avenue, kind of over by there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like two blocks okay. from Atlantic. Yeah, that that feels not so foreign to me. <laughs> nice. I like so that. Video of your bearings. <laughs> now that we've located <laughs> everyone on Find My Friend, um, I, I read Kaylin that your album is rock noir. Explain what that means. Um, I think it means rock with um a sense of the the dramatic and um, sort of textured and dark. That's what it means to me, at least. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I read that you mix blues, rock, and trip-hop in your music. What is trip-hop? Well, trip-hop is a name for a style that that came out basically in the late 90s, um, and early 2000s that was derived from hip-hop, like using a lot of the hip-hop grooves and that sort of, you know, the, the drum and bass, the rhythm sections from hip-hop with much more textural, electronic um, sort of moody pads and their musical elements. That's right. And some of your music has <clears throat> elements of dubstep, where did this fad come from, and how are you going to get me to like it? <laughs> where did that? Where does where does saying that come from? Where did where does dubstep come from? Dubstep. Yeah, I read that. The, the, where does the dubstep in my in my music come from? Well, I was just asking where the fad came from. It seems like it just came out of nowhere, and now people love it, and I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it, it was around for a while before a lot of people loved it. <laughs> it really? was 
something that it was something that very specific groups of people were obsessed with. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, it, it, and it was like it was big in England before it was big in America. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's become big. I mean, you know, the thing is, when I say there are elements of dubstep in my music, it's just it's you know it's but a small part. It's like mm-hmm. you know using tiny bits of breakbeat, breaking apart um, a, a bass section with the pedal and making it really driving. It's I, I like throwing all sorts of ingredients into the pot. Nice. Yeah, it looks like fusion. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I read that you were in a funk band called Ladybug Stingray, and you guys would combine performance art with abstract dance grooves. What's kind of the, what's the most unique piece of performance art you did? <laughs> uh, we did a really cool show once. Well, we we did a we did a bunch of out there stuff, but um, there was this festival at the Third Ward, which is a, a pretty cool place in Brooklyn, and they were doing a food festival. And so decided that I really wanted to make our performance, you know, based upon the food. Most of the musicians weren't. All of the um, visual artists that were doing pieces that night, it all had to do with food. Most of the things were edible. You know, it's it's Brooklyn. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, so I decided that I wanted us to sort of frame the show as if it were a menu, as if it were um, – as if you were at a nice restaurant and the maitre d' was letting you know the specials and bringing you over in a mousse-bouche and then the appetizer, entree, et cetera. So I had a friend step in as a guitar player and to play the part of the maitre d' and wrote him a script. We had, like, jugs of cheap wine that we poured for everybody in the audience. I made I painted, like, a glockenspiel all red and then, pressed it up against an apron and wore that to make it look like my I was like a butcher of instruments. And we delivered our entire set like the menu. So we would describe the different fusions of music like they were fusions of flavor and then like give demonstrations and string different songs together accordingly. And it was a huge hit. People were really into it. It was it was fun. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Michelle, have you ever done anything <laughs> like that? Uh, nothing like that ever. <laughs> this sounds so rad. That's so bro- I mean, like you said, it's like so Brooklyn. That's so cool. Yeah, it was. So, you know, it's just like so many shows are just about bringing the music in and then really getting a, the musician out as quickly as you can. And so when oh, there's yeah. actually yeah. a theme for the night, it's really fun to get into that and sort of see how yeah, far you, you can take it. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure like it's I don't know. It's probably more of like a celebration of of. Of everything, yeah, because, I mean, I know any time I play a gig in the city, it's kind of like, it's you know, your slot is from 7 to 8 or something. It's like they hustle you out as quickly as possible, you know, for the next people to come in. So that's, that's oh, yeah. great to kind of have, like, a whole kind of night to just kind of settle in and not, not have to worry about that. <laughs> exactly, and everybody's in it together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Taylor, your- um, are you still... Uh, fan funding your record through Kickstarter? Is that still going on? So that that's complete, um, which is why I was okay. able to um, release the album, which was ended up being a really awesome thing. And thank you to any Kickstarter fan who's listening. Um, yeah, it, it they have a great platform. It really actually kind of helps an artist, a do-it-yourself artist, organize everything that they have to do to get a project out at a high level. So I found it a great tool for many reasons. Awesome. And you met your you met your goal? Met the goal, met the goal, got the album out, yep. <laughs> nice, nice. Awesome. Um, Daily Vault said you can handle ballads and roof raising tracks. On the roof raising tracks, when you perform, do you do the raise the roof motion? Um, no. No. That's a little too literal <laughs> for me. <laughs> uh, your bio says that you can rap like nobody, nobody's business. Uh, oh, you, you, oh, my rapping days can... are sort of over. That was that ended with the old band. Really? So you're not rapping? Yeah. <laughs> no, unless it really serves a moment. I love a girl rapper. Ryan raps, right? Let's hear it, Ryan. 
Not nah, only it's only it's only if you rap first. No, no, sorry. Okay. When I moved from when I moved from Williamsburg into Boreham Hill, I stopped rapping. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so you, Kaylin, you write about love. We're gonna rap to each other one of these days. Um, I, I one know. of these days, um, I know. Yeah. Yeah. When we see each other face to face, it's just gonna happen. We might start <laughs> snapping also at the same time. It's gonna be beautiful. <laughs> uh, you write about life, love, politics, and the absurd. Explain the absurd part to me. Um, you know, I'm not exactly even sure. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the I guess all of the above are absurd. Life, love, and politics, right? So mm-hmm. it's like me, all of the above. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Good answer. <laughs> uh, speaking of stories, you have a song called Rabbit Girl. I want to play it, uh, but first tell tell us the story behind it. All right. That, that was one of those crazy songs where, well, it kind of came out in sections, but the lyrics came out just like funneled through me. I literally saw the girl, like the whole story that I'm talking about, I saw it all happen. And I went home and I was really distressed about it because of the ways that it kind of spoke to me for personal reasons that I hadn't even recognized at the time. And went home and just and wrote all these lyrics out and then ended up sitting down at the piano one day. It wasn't, it was more like um, a poem or a diatribe, I don't know. So I, I sort of said, well, I guess I'm going to let it, be what it is, which is more of a spoken word piece. And then I sat down at the piano and I just started playing this really kind of droning bass uh, bass part, which is at the base of the entire song. I structured the entire song around it. And so it's it's essentially spoken word. There's some song in it, but it's kind of like um, a soundscape to this uh, poem, to a dramatic poem. Awesome. Uh, this is Kaylin with Rabbit Girl. We'll be right back with Kaylin. Rabbit Girl, love could course through her veins, dirt cake skin, still as a Full of hate and shame Type of beauty breathless and stained The Lancy liquor story Fuses to serve her more Cops are on the way She's a regular they Yeah. That was awesome. awesome. Caitlin, 
rat girl. <laughs> um, your your bio, Kaylin, says you have a strong sense of self. How important is it in creating art to know thyself? Oh, God. I mean, well, it's a process, just like the art itself. I mean, I think it's totally essential, but it's about always striving for it, not necessarily just knowing it. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to know something in order to market something, I guess, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's being a truth seeker, I guess. And then explain the uh, your album title, uh, Falling from the Sun. Uh, I read you say it's not it's not negative. What does it mean? Well, no, it's not it's not negative, but it's part of the cycle. I mean, it it alludes to Icarus falling from the sun. Um, it's it's about again about the process of things and about how things in life need to fall apart in order for things to be rebuilt in a stronger way. Um, Whether it's, you know, losing in order to then find love that's better or um, kind of breaking down in order to build yourself up again stronger. Um, You can look at it, you know, on the very personal level for an individual or more sociopolitically, it happens also. And so for me, it was capturing a time in my life when, a lot of things have been crumbling, but this this hopefulness that the rebirth was going to create something stronger. Wow, that's pretty deep. You're, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> extremely <laughs> profound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're you're from New Hampshire. Do you know my friend Ben? <laughs> ben, oh, totally. Yeah, he loves dogs and hiking. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? <laughs> That the last time I, I was at my father's wedding in, in this past April, and uh, I met this guy from New, New Hampshire named Dustin, and I said, oh, well, yeah, my friend Ben Roberts is from, from Lebanon. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know Ben. He was in a band with – or his, his father was in a band with my father or whatever. And just out of, like – he just – you know, it was insane. Like, what a weird The one person and, you knew in New Hampshire. <laughs> Yeah, and he knew it, and awesome. I never, like, that's something that, like, maybe would have never come up either, you know, we maybe would have never gotten that connection had I not randomly said, you know, my friend Ben. That's true. Good for you. That's positive conditioning, <laughs> but it failed with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you also, tell me a bit about the uh, your onstage fashion. Do you design your own outfits? Um, yeah, I do. Sometimes I go, like, real all out, especially for music videos and such. Um, once I constructed a dress all out of paper shards. Um, but, I mean, no, normally I wear, like, clothes that I find and buy, but I'll, you know, I'll go to vintage stores and kind of piece together odd things. I like wearing a lot of my mom's and grandma's old jewelry. Well, speaking of piece, piercing together, piecing together weird things, uh, you're on. You record interesting things like like hammering mallets and, and pinching sand and recording the sea onto your your album. Tell me what these uh, sounds add to your music. Um, well, part of it is just that it's fun to do, um, but mm-hmm. I think it and and somehow somehow in the universe, I think that's felt if you hear a piece of music or a piece of work that, you know, there was so process-obsessed, like you can just feel the love. You can't necessarily hear it, but you can feel the love in it. Um, but I, I just have fun experimenting with those sorts of things. Um, and my engineer at the time and I really liked doing a lot of that stuff together and would just kind of play and experiment. I mean, I kayak out into the middle of the ocean to capture ocean sounds and then just kind of find anything lying around could to to create different uh different textures. Wow. Uh and tell us a little bit about your work with nonprofits um and why it's important for you to work with girls and uh, expressing their dreams, doubts, fears and love. Um, I just did this amazing project with Girls, Inc. of New York. They're a wonderful, they're actually a national organization, and I worked with the New York chapter to create an anthem for them uh, with their their mission as the chorus, as the refrain. And it was just an amazing experience. I mean, I think it's it's totally 
humbling to work with young, brave people, and it's totally necessary to um, to teach on some level, whether you're officially a teacher or not, to um, to share the things that you know and the passion that you have. And, um, you know, you always end up learning a lot in the process, which is so corny to say, but true. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and you also wrote, directed, and starred in your own Sonic movie. Tell us about that. In in my own, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> your bio said you wrote, directed, and starred in your own Sonic movie. Oh, um, I think that that was that was to say that the album is my Sonic movie, and I <laughs> was the producer and the uh-huh. uh, <laughs> I guess the director. Um, you know, it was my it was it was my vision, uh, my vision of sounds. And I'm very influenced by visuals, by the visual arts. And so for me, it was sort of music. It's music for images. The images just may not exist yet, or they may exist in your brain. And hopefully it will help create new imagery for you. Michelle, why didn't you tell me that was a metaphor? What? <laughs> why didn't you tell me that was a metaphor? Oh, <laughs> because because I like because I wanted to to hear uh, explanations, and I also just wanted you to ask. I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to make anything easy for you. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody hacked my somebody hacked my bio. I don't know about this. I wish I directed my own film. I haven't. <laughs> no, I had um, a, a guy on one night, uh, also through the same people that we're having you on now, and in his bio it said. Uh, who was it? It was a rapper, and it said that he was working on, or he was preparing to play a superhero in an upcoming feature film. And so when I asked him about this upcoming feature film, he was like, oh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm just like, I think they just mean that, that I'm working towards being able to play a superhero in a feature film. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like, if, those, if you build it, they will come. Different, right? <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go the distance. So you may as well just make up whatever you want to say and just go with it. And do it yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but, most everything is there is true, I believe. <laughs> Ryan, yeah, you're no, gonna I, rewrite I my bio later. I'm gonna have you rewrite my bio later, Ryan. Okay, so I, I didn't write Kaylin's bio or this. I didn't write the the superhero guy's bio. <laughs> Are you sure? But we'll 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 get in contact with who did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, uh, Kaylin, before we go, uh, it's kaylinmusic.com. Follow her, Kaylin Music, on Twitter. Um, it, do you have any shows coming up? I do. The big release show for the album is February 28th. My band is made up of some awesome guys right now, and um, I hope everybody comes out. You guys should definitely come out. Please do. Yeah, man. Where Where is it? It's going to be at Pianos yeah. at 9 p.m. on February 28th. I love Pianos. Yeah, awesome. yeah. They have a great stage. Yeah. Well, maybe we will see you there. Hopefully we'll make yeah. it. Um, it has Thank been you so much delight. for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, it was really it's great a pleasure to... to... I, we're Go Facebook ahead. friends now. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yes, always, we are. It's always, a, it's always a pleasure to connect with another Brooklynite. Uh, sorry, Michelle, did I interrupt you? No. I was oh, just trying... Okay. N- nothing. I was going to say something, and no, I'm not. No, it sounded funny in my head. It doesn't sound funny anymore, so just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Kaylin, it's been an absolute delight. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good night, guys. Night. Good night. Bye. All right. Um, Michelle. Uh, yeah, Ryan. What's up? How, how do you think we should end this show? I don't know. I was thinking about that just like a minute ago. Like, how are we going to end this? How are we, how, how we going to leave? I th- I think I think this is how right okay. now let's okay. let's try this and okay. uh, you'll let me know if this works out for this you. this person I see her comment to something pop up mm-hmm. and I read the comment and it makes no sense at all and then so then I look at the actual post that she commented on mm-hmm. now here's the first of all the, the person's name and I'm not going to say the last name. But the person's name who made this initial post is Yaya. And here's what Yaya had to say. And I'm just going to read this how I think it's 
was said. Okay. Here's what Yaya said. No matter if you in jail or on the streets, what's in the dark will come to light. The shit I found out this past weekend, you niggas nasty, LMAO. They like man pussy. I guess bitches ain't doing their job anymore, y'all. Undercover brothers, SMGH, LMAO, just nasty. Basically. I can't. I can't. Hello, Sean Doyle. So that was Love Sean Broyles from the Black Dude White Chick podcast, and um, uh, che- that's one of his uh, one of the clips from his podcast. So check that out. Um, you know that he actually he put his he put a clip of our podcast on his podcast last time. The whole clip of when Nikki uh, Katufris called. Oh, when Nikki called in asking for directions. Yeah, I can't. I told him on Facebook that night. Like he, he kept saying like. I really love tearing apart that hooker. And I was like, I, I, I can't believe you didn't realize it was a bit. And he was like, oh, oh, that's even funnier. And I told him, like, you can still he say Because he was really, he like, committed. Like, he was like, I can't believe that happened. And I was like, I was thinking that, too. I'm like, does he know that it was a joke? You thought he was committed to pretending it was real, but he was committed to it being real. Right. <laughs> Two very different things. <laughs> I mean, Nikki Nikki is a fantastic actress, so I just told Love him it. it just means that I have the best actress, that's all. You exactly. Know? Nikki, Nikki. Married Nikki. Yeah. You're so fine. She's married. You know her name is Nikki Katufris from Gakis? No. It's not hyphenated, though. I think it's just Nikki from Gakis, but, you know, Katufris is her maiden name, obviously. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, it's a, there's a lot of syllables. There is. And you know who else is getting married? Uh, Samantha Spivak is marrying Nicholas Fizik. So you have a Spivak-Fizik wedding. How about that? Wow. Wow. That's pretty interesting. Crazy combinations. Um, it is crazy well, combinations. Michelle Kinney, you have been a killer co-host and a delightful friend as always. Uh, thank you so much for doing you it. You as well. It is always so much fun to come on Blaze and Rye. And hopefully I can come back on before uh, heroines and, and – uh, and plug that with Alicia maybe for a couple minutes. You know it, girlfriend. Just, just make sure she, you know, just make sure she knows who Sweet Brown is by next time. That's all. Okay. I'll send her all the YouTube links, including the the auto tune one too. Hey, she started scaring me when she started describing. She started scaring me that one time. We can't have that going on no more. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody got time for it. All right, well, um, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence, and if you have a Barbie doll, just strip her down, bend her over backwards, burn her knuckles on the stove, cut off her hair, and leave her in some drawers. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>